Hello. Hello. We have a new person on the show with us today. Pablo's here. Hola. Como estas? That's the only Spanish you're getting. We replaced Paul, and we got Pablo. What happened to the beard, dude? It's it's the changing of a guard. Oh yeah. The, Wait. The beard is Paul? gone now, and it's you. The mustache era is coming into play now. So oh, mustaches are a new thing. Beards are going, hey Lou, that's us. <laughs> Beards are going away and mustaches are coming back. Yeah? They are. I noticed after I shaved mine yesterday, I had an alert come on my phone. Apparently, Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns quarterback, decided he was going to do it. And then Mitchell Trubisky, the Chicago Bears, did it. And I was like, look, I'm. That's I just set an the example. government wanting you to feel better. That's all that is. That's your phone <laughs> spying on you and pulling up. Is it because <laughs> I can pass as a government official? <laughs> Magnum P.I. what? Oh, boy. <laughs> the 70s called. The 70s called. <laughs> you know the what? The fuzz is here. <laughs> the fuzz. I'm happy to be back here with you guys. I'm happy I yes. can talk this week. That's exciting. Yeah, last week <laughs> you was, didn't talk. It was kind of interesting looking at your face because you just... I was trying to be like appear like I was happily listening. I was, but like I was, I was very conscientious of my face in that moment. It's like everyone's watching me not say anything. So we're gonna nod. So I see Priscilla's here, Jade's here, Jade, Paul, Natalie. If you're online, say hello. Jade just had a birthday. Happy birthday to you. She called up with me. Mm, almost. Natalie said She's good afternoon. Getting closer. She, she closed the gap. She's bridging it. Marky Eleanor Dottie Dunphy. Marky Eleanor Dottie <laughs> Dunphy. <laughs> Dottie. Med. She's med. M-E-D-D. -D. I said that, yeah. Yep. See, mm. that, that's why your nickname is going to be Med. I've, I'm so pleased. It should be on Jade YouTube. It's going on YouTube. It should be on YouTube. It should be. It was clicked to go there. I think so. There you are. Hey, we're there. <laughs> We just welcome. You know what? Last last week we were in a car, and that was yeah. very interesting. Yeah, we were like, hey, <laughs> and we still didn't fit. I see. That's the part I enjoyed. I had a ton of room. Like I had a wiggle room. <laughs> I could move. <laughs> well, hey guys, uh, welcome to the show. We're going to um, go into part three about speaking in tongues. So go ahead and share the broadcast, and uh, we'll have some kind of prize. we got to have some kind of prize this week. I don't know what it is. got some different things rolling around, like like people who share it or like it. or There's several things I had. Anyway, we'll talk about those later. We still need to decide where this week's winner gets a gift card from. Oh, well, we can do that. Well, let's see who gets on here. Hey, Jenny Britt, she's from Philippines. Hey, Jenny, good to see you. Good to see you. She helps lead worship over there. Mm -hmm. Do you remember them? I do. Yep. Her and her husband. They are awesome. Ashley Melton. Ashley! What? No way. You've got to be like a top fan. Uh, you have to be. <laughs> she is. I know Paul was. I saw Paul was a top fan. I made fan. the list. You did. It was, it was impressive. So, <laughs> hey, I Ashley. discovered I don't get to be a top fan because I help run the page, which... Uh, I was wondering, I was I'm like, am I a top fan? Nope, oh. neither you or I are. <laughs> you're, you're admin, so you don't count. 
apparently in the, not. In the fan portion, so. I'm a big fan, though. All right, I'm doing that. Don't move. All right, okay. so. <laughs> it's like, you ever in those awkward things where it's like, all right, I got to stretch my legs out, and it's going to press on yours. You press on me. We'll be good. All right, good. Ashley Melton, fire. Rachel Wright joined. Rachel. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yo. Yo. Hello. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Ashley. Is today your anniversary? That's my wife. Do I have that? Is that today or yesterday? I saw an Instagram thing of Mr. Ted getting his old his own basket of rolls. That may have been yesterday. Let's Which was very impressive, Ashley. Like that was that was an intense basket of rolls Man. for him. Rolls? Like intense. yeast rolls or something, like a big Where were you eating? Where were you eating at? Yeah. It looked good right behind that preposition. Rachel said that earlier today. <laughs> Zach like and Nicole Barnes, hello. How are y'all doing? They Now they were at Agape Faith Church with Pastor JB. So Jamar Brown, hello. Let us know where you're watching from real quick. We want to know. And LaCroix, if you're watching today, we accept all sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> Big fans. <laughs> Especially when you're fasting, mm -hmm. amen. Marky's watching from Albemarle. Huh. For Bef real? Specifically from like <laughs> You're right, right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. George told Marky that she should fast yeah. sugar and only eat vegetables. And her face dropped. Like <laughs> all joy left her face and flushed right out. <laughs> Brittany Presley, it was so good to see you the other day. I'm glad you're joining. Jenny uh, says, whoa, good to hear you greeting us here. It's almost midnight. Yep, whoa. 12 hours whoa. difference from here. It is midnight there. Flashback. Ashley yeah. says that <laughs> their know. birthdays are both in August and their anniversary. So it's wow. like celebration wow. month. Jade is in Locust. Hello. Hey, you better be at work. <laughs> well. I dropped her off coffee yesterday for her birthday, and her co-workers like, watched me go into her office. I didn't ask permission. I just kind of walked in. They eyeballed me the whole time. I'm like, I'm not robbing her. I'm, I'm delivering coffee to her. Like, That's it's, why it's okay. I was getting all the text messages like, have you forgot your wife's birthday? Because everybody else is coming by here. And da -da -da -da. Jerry Marsh, welcome. Russell Todd says, I'm looking forward to, uh, to this. Being a Pentecost pastor, I'm always wanting to learn. Princeton, North Carolina. Amen. That's awesome. Glad to have you on here, Russell. Pastor Russell. And uh, let's see, Logan's. She went to Logan's. Ashley did. Marky Those says that Locust still sounds like a plague to her instead <laughs> of a town name. It's rude, Marky. It's rude. <laughs> Well, we're going to jump in here in a minute. So we had a giveaway from last week, whoop, whoop. and uh, we had, so here's, we do different things different weeks. So I feel like um, I want this week again to promote the YouTube page again. So if you go to YouTube and subscribe this week to the Boomerang Church YouTube page, uh, that your name will be put into a drawing. So go to the YouTube uh, page for Boomerang Church. You'll be putting a drawing for a $25 gift card this week. But then also the shares on this. Mm -hmm. So whoever shares this broadcast between this Wednesday right now and next Wednesday when we do the broadcast, you'll be putting a drawing. So we'll have two drawings this week. Can the, can the YouTube one be more money? Can the YouTube be more money? Yep. 
Um, how much more are you talking? Natalie's watching from Salisbury. I, I, I don't make those decisions. <laughs> I, I was recommending. <laughs> well, it's normally, well, we want it to be beneficial if we're going to put out that money. We've got to have a bunch of people watching this, you know. So uh, one thing that we do need to do is put on here, hey, share the broadcast and be put in the drawing. We should put that in the title or description or something. Oh, so. There will be a graphic. Yeah. I'll make one. We'll have to do that. But uh, I don't know. Well, let's pray on it. We'll see. We'll see. It's $25 right now. So Tyler Thompson joined. Hey, Tyler. Good to see you, man. And um, so there's, uh, we have a winner from this week, but we don't know where we're going to give the gift card to yet. All right. So Correct. are you ready to Announce. tell the winner? And All right, can we do a yep. drum roll? And the winner is Lisa Morton. Lisa Morton. All right, good job. She wins $25 gift card. And where are we going to give? Walmart. Is she on here? Lisa, are you watching right now? So we've been doing a lot of food. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, your sister's watching. Ashley, uh, the YouTube <laughs> channel is just Boomerang Church. And uh, you can go to the boomerangchurch.org webpage, and it's a link at the bottom or in the connection part. So, Ashley, the YouTube channel is Boomerang's channel, yeah, right? It's, that's correct. Yeah, yep. That's the one to follow. Boomerang Church. She might be already following it. Wow, it got really quiet. Yeah, I had something in my eye. <laughs> It wasn't my finger. I'd be curious, after you shaved your beard off, would the Apple Face ID work on you anymore? Oh, I'm sure it wouldn't. <laughs> I wonder if you lost weight. That's what I was weight. saying yesterday, like, the, the temperature change? Yeah. Like, in the car yesterday, the AC vent hit me in the face, and I was like, oh, oh, I haven't felt that in, like, years. <laughs> that's funny. So like if I you, know when my hair gets cut, it feels like my head is lighter. Did your face feel Oh, yeah, lighter? it does. It does. <laughs> well. She just seen the ball of hair. So let's say, I tell you what, let's let, uh, what, do you have a place already picked out for the gift card for Lisa? No, no sir, we, we're going to do that live. Oh, we're going to do that live. So, all right, y'all vote for where you want the gift card. I tell you what, whatever you vote for, the gift card to be, a restaurant that's, you know, that we can get to. Um, that's important. That will be the gift card for this week and next week. So y'all vote real quick right now. Where do you want the gift card to be? And uh, Ashley found the YouTube. Found Ashley. it. Good. Good. So vote real quick. Where do you want the gift card to be at? Uh, be from. Is it? That's like wrong English in so many different ways, I think. But oh well. I've been delivered from that, so it doesn't bother <laughs> me. Where does y'all want that gift card from? Where in you won't want to be eating at? Use guys. Use. Use guys. Amen. So Robert Blanks followed Shades our page. Arby's. Arby's. Hey, that's a Arby's. good one. And Zach's. Chick-fil-A. You, you can't have two Zach's. votes. All right, Jade, you got to choose. It's one or the other. It's lunchtime. She's, she's, oh, she's hungry. She's just things that sounds good. Second Street Sundries. Hobby Lobby or TJ Maxx is fine with me as long as we can get them. <laughs> she I, said, I want both. <laughs> Laura Ferreira. Yay. I bought Jade 
Reese's things because they're her favorites. And I had no idea that so many different varieties of Reese's exist. Like eight different varieties just in, yeah. in the store I went to. <laughs> really? Like different kinds of them. I didn't it, know that. Me neither. Yeah, <laughs> apparently you got white chocolate now, you got cookie dough, you've got Reese's pieces. You got pieces. the kind, with, yeah, with the Reese's pieces inside them. Thin ones like the Oreo wow. things. Like I seen Krispy Kreme that has Reese's Cup donuts. Now. I saw those. I don't know about that. That's taking it too far. <laughs> That's too much sweetness. And Lisa Morton just joined. Hey, Lisa, you, you won. won. You won. Vote right now for where you want the gift card. We're voting. Laura Ferreira said Olive Garden. Olive Gardens. <laughs> I'm more about to get one. Plural. That's, that's what you said. I want Olive Gardens. I want so I want many all of them. Abundance. <laughs> she said that's she's, like an Abbey vote. She's watching on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube does do a good job of that. That's why we broadcast at both places. So, amen. So, Lisa Morton won. Krispy Kreme is good, too. That is a valid It's another one Ashley. Al Morrill's about to be getting. Ashley, I'm so glad you brought Krispy Kreme to the table. You but know what you need to do? Salisbury. You need to go to Barrett's <laughs> Instagram long. story and you need to vote for Krispy Kreme. On Truth Talk. On yeah. Truth Talk. Yeah, Truth Talk. So I am I'm from the north, so my preference for donuts are the cakeier version. I apologize to the yeah. southerners. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm right. I have a developed preference from my upbringing. Gideon Torres and Justin McMahon, That's welcome to the broad, broad, I know it is, Gideon Torres. Gideon Torres. He sounds like he's going to do great That's things. That's really intense. That's I really like cool. that. And then Justin McMahon, Torres. he's in Ireland. What's up, man? It's good to see you. I hadn't oh, talked to you in a long time. You Justin, remember yeah, Justin? Yeah, photographer. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Played soccer. So he's man of God. I really enjoyed meeting. I really enjoyed meeting you, man. I look mm -hmm. forward to seeing you again soon, so. We had like three votes for Hobby Lobby. Mm -hmm. I'm okay going there to get a gift card. Yeah, you don't mind it. Nope. <clears throat> it might be a while before I leave the store, but I don't mind going into the store. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get ready to jump in. So we're going to talk today about speaking in tongues, interpretation and order. Interpretation and order. Uh, what is interpretation of tongues? What does it look like? Uh, the order of tongues. And uh, to start off with... I want to tell you, go ahead and share the broadcast. Of course, this week, if you share it, you know, you get put in a drawing for a gift card next week. And uh, I thought you were going to do something. I did too. Stretch it. Okay. All I right. made y'all nervous. <laughs> when I saw it going both ways, I'm like, what I was can like, you what do is he doing? Time? <laughs> 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 He's got a feeling. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so go ahead and share it, and let's jump on in uh, to... Today, interpretation of order. Have y'all ever had any questions on uh, interpretation and order in tongues? Well, let's see. Not, not. Don't ask specific yes, ones. I have. have you had them? <laughs> it's, it's just a very simple question. Yeah, that was one of the things at first when we first started coming to Boomerangs. I was like. Mm, I don't quite I don't understand know. this. What is this? What is this foreign language you're speaking? <laughs> I don't know. I had a situation one time. You know, as a as a pastor, uh, speaking with tongues. You know, some people can say that they don't deal with this, but I think if you weren't raised in it, you deal with it on some level at some point. And um, I had a situation, you know, where I had to just decide. 
what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? And as far as pastor, do I want to speak in tongues in the service? I had to decide mm -hmm. that, you know, is it right? I had to go uh, and find out. And I remember one day I had, um, hey, Russell Todd, I see you just shared it. Awesome. Billy Joe Romero, hello. BJ Romero. Steve Lasher, welcome, welcome. Billy Joe. Hey, if you just joined, share sister. the broadcast. We're going to give away a $25 gift card for people who share it this week. So share it, and we're just now jumping into interpretation and order. So when we, um, I had a situation where I was just going, you know, what do I want to do? Do I want to be a person who speaks in tongues and now I would look at that as not really a question, you know, at all. But mm -hmm. I did have to face that. And one of the situations that I saw was I remember one specific day I was ministering and uh, there was a guy sitting over here, like right on the front row. He was still new to the church and I had the strongest leading to just pray in tongues. And uh, my thoughts were, this was early on in Boomerang, my thoughts were, God, I don't want to do that. That's probably going to scare him. And uh, Toby Gale, hey, man, good to see you. Blessings to you. And um, anyway, I thought, if I, if I talk in tongues, this is very likely to scare this new guy off. And I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And so my logic, you know, not the spirit <clears throat> man, but the, the mind, the soulish realm, the mind, will, and emotions was going, uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And so eventually, though, I couldn't get over the leading that I had in my spirit. And so I just said, all right, I'm going to pray in tongues. So I started praying in tongues, and uh, I felt uncomfortable in my flesh. Not in my spirit, but in my flesh I felt uncomfortable. And uh, we got done to the end of it. I gave an interpretation to it. Uh, we get done, and the guy goes, he comes up to me later, the new guy that I was worried about, and he says, so uh, what was that language that you were speaking in? And was it Latin? Or I was like, uh, I don't think it was Latin. <laughs> I don't think so. And he said, well, let me tell you something. He said, when you prayed in that language, I felt the power of God hit me in the top of my head and shoot all the way down through to my feet in the strongest I've ever felt it in my whole life. And I went, glory to God, praise God I listened. Because I don't know what happened in him mm -hmm. in that moment. But I do know this, the power of God hit him. And if the power of God touches you, it changes your life. And so here, here it is, had I held that back, God would not have been able to touch him yeah. as much. God is always looking to partner with us in the ministry. And uh, we want to make sure... We want to make sure that we are obedient and we are yielding ourselves. And so I want to start at a couple of places. The first thing that I want, uh, want you to see is this. Uh, this is in uh, 1 Corinthians 14.39. So let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians 14.39. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to present kind of a problem with tongues that people look at and first. But I want to start here because this is so important. Therefore, my brethren desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak in tongues. Now, this is a commandment and it doesn't get much plainer than this. Mm -hmm. Do not forbid to speak in tongues. I think this is looked over a lot of times uh, when we're looking for reasons not to speak in tongues. This, this verse is overlooked. 
God says, look, don't forbid. And this don't forbid to speak in tongues actually comes into play in several different areas that we're going to talk about today. Because probably the most, one of the most contested things is uh, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you're speaking in tongues, is it God or is it devil? You know, and we talked about that on the first broadcast about speaking in tongues. So we've already covered that. You'll have to go back to it. Basically, no, it's not the devil. It is God. Um, and you have, it's pretty easy to see that in Scripture, but go back and watch that if you want to hear that. Today, uh, what we're talking about, in one of the other highly contested things is order of tongues. Because, okay, you can have tongues, but what does it look like? And, oh, man, because if you don't know what it's looking like, if you don't know what it's supposed to look like, how much faith are you going to apply towards something that you're uncomfortable in, Right? How much faith are you going to apply in actually utilizing this gift that God gave if you don't know why you use it, how to use it? And so many people don't. And because they don't really know about the interpretation order, they just back away from it completely. Mm -hmm. I get that. I understand that. I'm not saying it's right, but I get it. I, I understand that. So we talked about is it God or not, how to receive the Holy Ghost and praying in tongues. Uh, then we talked about the different types of tongues that there are. And that, that would be good just to look over. There's, we talked about there may be more types than this, but there's at least five major tongues. Uh, you have, and that was on part two, uh, tongues of angels, tongues of men. And this is a known language, foreign to some, but known to others. Uh, you have, and we told the story of where somebody preached, uh, had a message in tongues and there was a, a Greek sailor who said, they just spoke my home dialect. In other words, pretty much everybody else in the English congregation uh, didn't understand it, but that guy did. And uh, he got the word and it, he was encouraged by it. And then uh, you have unknown personal prayer language. In other words, this is uh, tongues that is a heavenly language you don't know what you're saying in that way, but it's a personal prayer language that I can utilize at any time. Then you have an unknown public language. This is a public language uh, like when I gave that word and the guy was sitting on the front mm -hmm. row. This was the public gift of tongues, and then I gave interpretation to it. This is the one that needs interpretation to it. And then you have, and this is a very interesting one, so when you get into order... In Romans 8, 26 and 27, you have tongues in the form of groanings mm -hmm. that are, and the word says, the Bible says, these groanings are too deep for words. In other words, how are you going to interpret something that is so deep that words can't even get to it? In other words, it's too deep for words so that there's not necessarily a interpretation for that. But now when we look at this, let's go here to... Looking at this, the first verse that we did was verse 39, and it said, uh, do not forbid to speak in tongues. So one of the first things we've got to understand in order is that I'm not going to forbid it. Now, people can get out of line with tongues, but I'm not just going to shut it down completely because I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. I can't do that according to the Bible. But there is some confusion. I'm going to show you a couple of little things that look like gaps, but they're really not. Because you've got to let the Bible interpret itself. You've got to get back to, okay, what does the Bible say? Many times what you have in the confusion that happens with tongues, hey, Michael Braswell, hey, man, good to see you. 
Uh, many times the confusion with tongues comes from somebody will read one verse but not the rest yeah. of the Bible to get an understanding of it. And they'll take that one verse and hear this part. They'll take one verse and put their thinking on it. And that's the issue instead of going back and getting God's thinking on it. Logic. And, logic, yeah. Which we've been talking a whole lot about. So before we jump into that, do y'all have any anything you'd like to say on that? Okay, don't say I didn't ask. If I go for 45 minutes, y'all just have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Russell said, true. All right, so now let's look at this. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Or excuse me, 14.33. I wrote it wrong. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. And I want you to see a couple of things. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says this, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Uh, let's also look at verse 40. Verse 40, But all things must be done properly and in an orderly manner. All right, so now these are absolute words from God, correct? Uh, these are words from God. He is a God of, of peace and not confusion, and he's a God of order. And so many people will say they'll take those two scriptures and then they'll see what God is doing and uh, they'll say, or what a church is doing and say, that's not in order. Now, the problem with that is order is then based on what you think about it. What we've got to do is we've got to go back to the Word and see what does God think about it. How did He open it up? How did, all right, this new thing called tongues, what did He do? How did He open it up? What was order to God when tongues first came in? What was order to God in other circumstances? So many times what's order to me may be chaos to you. Mm. But what's chaos to you, you know, or what's, what's order to you may be chaos to me. And so what we have to do is not judge that based off of what we think or how we've been taught. We have to always go back to the Word. I'll even tell people here at Boomerang, look, don't just listen to what I say. Take it back to the Bible. We've got something that is breathed by God, and I cannot circumvent the Word. Uh, I'm, I should never be able to preach and circumvent what is spoken in here. So we need to go, we need to study these scriptures to show ourselves approved. A workman needeth not be, that needeth not be ashamed. Why? He doesn't have to be ashamed because he studied that word. So order is very interesting. So if you go into, and, and confusion, order, peace, looking at these, look at the first place where tongues came out. You had, and let's just go to it. This is in Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> Acts chapter 2, and I believe it's starting at verse 4. So, well, we'll just start at verse 1. So, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them as tongues of fire distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them 
utterance. So now I'm going to let you read as we go on. That way it's not just me all the time. So the first thing that we see here is we see that this is a move of God. Can we agree that this is a move mm-hmm. of God? This is not a move of man. This is a move of God. Yeah. And if it's a move of God, okay, then God's pouring out the way he wants to, right? And he, he's allowing things to happen, especially what happens right here is the first time it's ever happened. There is a, a law that we use many times uh, talking about the law of first mention. Go back and see how God did it first, and you'll have an idea about how it should flow for the rest of time. So in looking at that, this is uh, a law uh, that's kind of established because God did it this way first. Now, when you see that, doesn't mean it'll happen this way every time. Matter of fact, in this time, it doesn't appear that there was laying on of hands. But in most of the times later on where the filling of the Holy Ghost and tongues happen, mm-hmm. most of them, somebody lays hands on somebody. There's one that we read about where it's not. But in this time, it looks like it was just poured out on them. Many times after this, it comes as they lay hands on them. And so it, it doesn't mean that it's an absolute, but it does give us kind of a framework to begin with and to use as a rule going forward. So one of the first things that happens here is it doesn't show that just one person was filled with the Holy Ghost. It, they all were. Mm-hmm. So this is all. This is 120. So go ahead and read uh, from verse 4. Start at <laughs> verse 4 and read through uh, verse 8. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the crowd came together and were bewildered because each of them was hearing them speak in his own language. They were amazed and astonished, saying, Why are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we each hear them in our own language to which we were born? All right, so now in the next couple of verses, it goes on to list all of the people groups that were there and present that day, Parthians and Medes, Elamites. It goes on till verse 11, and read verse 11, and 11 and 12. We hear them in our own tongues speaking of the mighty deeds of God, and they all continued in amazement and great perplexity, saying to one another, what does this mean? Okay, so one of the things that we see with the Holy Ghost is, and if you read throughout Acts, every time the Holy Ghost is moving, people are amazed. I mean, for almost every time the, the Holy Ghost is moving, people are amazed, they're bewildered, there's something that's happening that's causing them to go, wow, what is this? You know, what is this? Well, this is something we should be seeing on a regular basis. What is going on? How did he pray that way and power hit me and he never touched me? How did that person pray and they heard in their own language from their dialect from when they were a kid? How did that happen? How did, so we should be seeing these things. This is a part of the fruit that God's given us to reach people. Uh, and this is, these are things that should be happening. So that's one note to pull out of there. Another one is when you look at the list of people groups, there's at least 16 different people groups that all heard in their own language. Now this shows us that this was being spoken and it 
by 16 different languages. There were 16. And it was all happening. They came spilling out of here. Let's get an idea of what it looked like too. So go here to verse 13. But others were mocking and saying, They are full of sweet wine. Through 16. But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. So now in the situation here, what does it look like to the crowd? What, what are they, they're going... Are you drunk? Are you, these, yeah. these guys are drunk. They've already been at the bar at 9 in the morning. <laughs> it's 9 in the morning, man. They've been, man, they're drunk. So order then in what God did look different to different people. There's another piece of this as you, as you read through these scriptures... Some people accepted the message and some people didn't. And this is very important. A lot of times in church, we're trying to get everybody to believe and agree to the message. Even when God moved in this moment, the first time that it happens, not everybody agreed. Many came to know him. Many understood it. But the situation looked like they were drunk. It's like they spilled out of the upper room into the street. Many people had the testimony they looked drunk. Many people were confused. What is this? All right, what is this? There were at least 16 different languages being understood, right? So now we're starting to see a picture that blows order out of the minds of many people who are claiming yeah. order. That doesn't look like order. Like if that happened in church, most people would say that's out of order. But yet it was exactly in God's order right here. So we've got to go back to the word and say what is order and who declares it, who determines it, who, who sets the parameters. And God sets parameters and he set it right here. Well, there are people that we, we just read that there were people that were astonished by it. So clearly people were able to receive what was happening without descriptions or without explanations happening. Like they saw the Holy Ghost moving and wow, this is amazing. But what literally just jumped out at me even before we got to the verse, the people that were mocking were basing it off of their logic and how exactly. they saw it. And because their mind reasoned this is weird and it's crazy, they shut themselves off and they started then making fun of it. But yeah. the people who weren't going by their mind and were receptive to yes. what was happening, they were able to receive the Holy Ghost in, in that way. Yeah, they received the power of God into their lives. Our yeah. bias super determines yes. and what we do with it, mm -hmm. how we are going to receive from God. Yes. So in Jeremiah 24, 7 and Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, in both of those passages, uh, it talks about that when we come to God with all of our heart, yeah. he will be found by us. So what it shows us is if we come to God with bias, we're not going to find every part of God. But if we will remove the, 
the bias, mm -hmm. then we can actually move into the place where we will find God, yeah. right? Jeremiah 24, 7 and 29, 11 through 13. Well, it falls right here. You see that in people. Certain people did not, they came in with bias. This looks crazy. And they didn't receive the power of God. Then other people said, no, what is this? They opened up their hearts and mind to what the Lord was doing and God's, yeah. they were saved yeah. and they were, they were filled then too in that, in that moment. And the power of God was released into them. So, what is order? See, to many people, it looked like chaos. And wouldn't it look like chaos to the natural mind? Sure. Wouldn't it look like chaos and confusion to that natural mind? Now, our job is to help people move from a natural mind to another. But that doesn't mean that we, we cater to the natural mind. Yeah. We have to still move in the power of God and allow people. So the order is set not just by not just by what I think or how I was raised, but what does God say about it? So let's go to another verse. This is Acts 10, 44 through 48. Acts 10, 44 through 48. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. And the, all the circumcised believers who came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. And then Peter answered, <laughs> Surely no one can refuse the water for, for these to be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we can just as we did, can he? And he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to stay on for a few days. And one thing that we pick up in this passage is that we see that the gift of the Holy Ghost was a proof that they had received Christ as their Savior. Whereas these were Gentiles, uh, now Peter had proof that they could receive Christ as their Savior and be born again. But one of the other things that I love about this is it says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to his message. So here's another situation where they didn't lay hands on, but just while he was speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on them. But then he, then he says this, and, they, and Peter were amazed, and the people who were with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, and then he says, verse 46, huge. For they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. Mm -hmm. How many got filled? All. And how many then were they hearing? They were hearing them all speak with tongues. Mm -hmm. and, and the reference here and in Acts 2 kind of shows they were all doing it at the same time. And that was order. Actually, God poured that out. Yeah. That wasn't Peter's doing. That was the Holy Spirit. And God poured it out, and he said, hey, that's order. Well, then you get into a situation, and, and I know I've been this way. I was in a group one time, and they just all went, you know, and they just went, that's going to make for a great clip. And uh, they just I went. I wish the camera had been like here. Yes, right in there. <laughs> so they were just praying in tongues, and I was flipped out. You know, and I went, man, I don't understand. But what I didn't understand was that was my definition of order. And as I gave myself to, Lord, show me what it is, I realized that was not necessarily wrong. They were praying in their own private language, not the public gift. 
and they were expecting that I was walking in some maturity too. And so, so basically, which we'll talk about that in a second, the ungifted versus the gifted. There's a huge point that I, I've never heard it taught on, but it's, it's in the Word. And so one of the things that happened was as I opened up my heart and I removed the bias, I found the power of God there. It wasn't the devil. It was God yeah. pouring out his love. And have you all experienced that too? Have you? Is that what you felt when you first came in, kind of? Yeah. Like that's, when we, like I was saying, when we first came in and it hurt tongues, at first it was, I don't understand. But I wasn't, it was something new and I was, me and Jada determined that we weren't going to be, well, let's not go there because that doesn't sound right. So we purposed ourselves to kind of get in, and I came to you several times asking questions. Yes. And then that day that we stayed after while everybody was going to lunch, and you prayed with me until I received it, and that's one of the yeah. first things I told Ooh. you is when I received it, it was just like that instant kind of like calming, like weight drop off, like yeah. the arms of God like around you. It's just like that overwhelming peace yeah. like falls on you. And then that's when you real when you experience that. That's when you realize that it, it is real. Yeah. It's not something that people try to make up and try to. It's yeah. a real thing to experience and to feel, and it's it's a tangible experience too. It's not just speaking. It's something yeah. that you really feel. It changes you. Yeah. yeah. It empowers you to be His witness, yeah. and it empowers you to pray out things that you don't even know how to pray for. Yeah. I I don't think I've had one person that's gotten filled with the Spirit, that at one point tried to block it. You know, at one point they were fighting mm-hmm. it, and then they finally removed the bias, they get filled, they start praying. I don't think I've had one person that that's, hasn't mm-hmm. had this thought. Why in the world did I ever fight that? Why did I? This is awesome. Yeah. Every person I've ever seen has been like, golly, why did I fight that? Um, and I've seen that across the board. So well, and so mine was a little different. I was filled before I came to Boomerang. Yeah. But I had brought. Um, Hold the mic up. There you go. I had brought. <laughs> um, when I had gone to get filled, I didn't realize that that it was a thing. And so I had spoken with my pastor at the time, like se- several people, because I, I didn't understand it. So they prayed for me there. I don't think hands were laid, but we just prayed in a room, and I didn't speak in tongues, but then I wanted it yeah. mm-hmm. badly. And what I did is I created pressure in my brain of, I want this too much. Like yeah. I, I, I want it. And so instead of just receiving the Holy spirit as a gentleman, I was trying to force it and it, I, I ended up blocking it in my head. Right. So when I received the Holy spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, it was actually at a pretty l- deep low in my life, like something had just happened and um, it was negative and it was during worship actually, like it was a worship experience and I remember thinking, God, you're so good and I've run out of words to praise you with, like I don't know anymore and all of a sudden right then in that moment it released out and the same experience that Paul's talking about, feeling that love came in and it just, it lifted me up but I needed it was mm-hmm. that was the first moment in months that yeah, I'd gotten my yeah. head out of the way and I was just in the spirit and was able to re- re- receive it. So you can block it yeah. in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. I don't want this, and then I just want the gift so much yeah. and get locked on yeah. with it. And there's there's things in the word where I've been able to help people get through where like Paul says, I will speak in tongues. So many people don't realize that they actually apply willpower to Mm -hmm. pray in the spirit. 
Um, they want it to just burst out of them all mm -hmm. the time. It doesn't always happen like that. But uh, anyway, one of the things, you know, as y'all are talking that I'm thinking of is, would you go to a doctor and would you go to a doctor and ask him about medical advice if that was their specialty? Sure. Uh, would you go to my son in first grade? No. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he has no understanding yeah. of it. You would never go to him and ask about something <laughs> in that. Well, a lot of times people go and they ask about the Holy Ghost to people who have never walked with him in right. that. And, and many times when they do get answers, they get answers from people that are giving them experience right. and not the Word. Yeah. We want to go back to the Word. And so you want to go to somebody who has experience, who knows the Word on it, ask them those questions, not somebody who's never had an experience. And sometimes the people who have not had experience are pastors. You know, that's, there's, most pastors are not filled with the Holy Ghost and walk and praying in tongues. And they're not being led in that same way. And you want to go to somebody who, who does know, yeah. who does have experience, and they can take you to the Word in it. So uh, look at uh, Mike Smith. said He's watching. Hey, Mike, good to see you. Jimmy Molina, good to see you, man. Jimmy. And yeah. And uh, if you are just uh, joining us, go ahead and share the broadcast. You know somebody that can benefit from this as well. Plus, we're giving away a gift card for anybody who shares it this week. So, hallelujah. I was just imagining Lukey telling yeah. me to take a vitamin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so. I was thinking, like how last night he was telling me, he was like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have uh, one of the things, it's already 1248, yay, uh, trying to... Not go too far. But let's go back here and let's look at interpretation because this is going to be something that's very interesting. Um, let's look at interpretation. Let's look at Romans 8. Uh, now, the verse I read before, excuse me, let's go to mm -hmm, 1 Corinthians 14, 27, and 28. 1 Corinthians 14, 27, 28. I'll be right Bye, back. Bye, Pastor. I thought I was in 1 Corinthians. I got to 14. I'm like, there's not a 27. <laughs> you can go ahead and read. Go, Paul, go. 14, 27. Well, this is an amplified. If, if some speak in a strange tongue, let the number be... If some speak in a strange thing. tongue, let the number be limited to two or at least, or at the most three, and each one taking his turn, and let <clears throat> one interpret, interpret and explain what is said. Okay. Turn my mic back on. Okay, so one of the things it says here is that if they speak, they must interpret. And if they don't interpret, they must keep silent, right? Now, uh, one of the things that we see here is, was there interpretation in the Acts 10 scripture? Not that we saw. Not that we saw. They didn't broadcast it. Yeah. One of the things that we see is that interpretation is actually the hearing of other people. They heard them in their own language. That was the interpretation. But it wasn't, stu nobody stood up and went, 
This is the interpretation. Thus saith the Lord. Yes. Now, <laughs> keep this scripture in mind and go to Acts uh, or Romans 8:26. Romans 8:26. In the same way the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Too deep for words. Hmm. So how are we going to interpret something? You're not. <laughs> how, how are we going to interpret something that's too deep for words? And this is praying in the Spirit here. So what you're seeing is Paul is describing in 1 Corinthians 14, he is describing one of the types of tongues. The public gift of tongues. And you can see that in context. Because in context he's talking about the public setting of tongues. And he's talking about um, you know, what it looks like in there. So I think it's important before we go on in order that we actually stop and talk about interpretation. What is interpretation? When is it needed? So when you look at the five different types of tongues uh, that we talked about, tongues of angels. Well, tongues of angels... Maybe they're interpreted, maybe they're not. For us to say whether or not they should be would be speculation because we don't see a lot about those. Uh, is tongues the tongues of angels? Some people would say yes. Maybe some people would say no. I can see it as being yes and no. Yeah. And I don't really have to figure that out. But I definitely don't have scriptures that I know of right now. I would only be speculating on that and I don't want to do that. Now, the tongues of men is a known language. This is what we see in Acts chapter 2, foreign to some but known to others, right? Mm -hmm. The interpretation there was actually the interpretation to the person that was listening. It's not something that was somebody stood up and said, here's the interpretation. It actually happened. That could actually happen. Mm -hmm. Us speaking on here, let's say that we prayed in tongues. Mm -hmm. We didn't give the interpretation here, but somebody watching could actually hear it in another language and understand it. Mm -hmm. That would then be the interpretation. Mm -hmm. uh, another one is the unknown or the unknown personal prayer language. This is where you're speaking to God, and there's actually some scripture in 1 Corinthians 14 that says, when you're speaking this way, you're speaking to God, not to men. And so I'm not speaking to men, I'm speaking to God. It doesn't need interpretation in that way because I'm not speaking to men. But we're going to look at why you need interpretation. And then groanings too deep for words. Groanings too deep for words is um, always going to be too deep for words. So there's no interpretation. But the one where we do need interpretation is the gift of tongues. And so because people don't, they think tongues is just one thing, they don't understand by studying the word that there's more than that. But there is one that always needs interpretation. That's the public gift, and it's when in, in a public body. And I'll throw this in here. I'm going to come back to it a little bit later is just because you're gathered together in a group doesn't make it public. And doesn't mean that that gift has to be interpreted in that way. That's when you're in a public body that has unbelievers come in and ungifted is how the word says it. And I'll show that to you in a minute. We'll get to that in a second. But right now let's just look at this and look at the public language does need interpretation. So the gift of tongues is what's talked about 
in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, which is how this whole conversation gets started in Corinthians. And then it shows that there's various kinds of tongues in the gifts or the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Uh, that's in for, starting in 1 Corinthians 12, 7. And then you can also see uh, that at the, at the bottom of that chapter, 1 Corinthians 12, I believe it's 28, where it says that word there, church, is the local church. Mm -hmm. it's, it's defined in the original language, the local church. There will be various kinds of tongues. Now, that doesn't mean that there will just be the gift of tongues. There can be tongues. There can be the gift. There can be the personal private prayer language. There can be groanings. It just means that there's going to be various types in that and people gifted to move in that. But I think majority of what it's talking about is the gift of tongues. And then in that, it says this. Let's go into 1 Corinthians 14. And let's start at verse 1, because when we're looking at interpretation, interpretation is a must according to God's Word. But we know that he's talking about a type because the, go the gospel, the Word, interprets itself. Mm -hmm. So we know that he's talking about a type because we see a couple instances where it's not announced an interpretation. We also see an uh, instance of tongues where there's no words can be yeah. said. So we know that this is a type of tongues. And we also know he's getting ready, uh, is it right here? It may be a little bit later where it says, oh yeah, verse 2, it'll say, uh, he, you speak not to men, but to God. So this is not a tongue that needs interpretation. Although you can ask for it, it's not one that must have it. The must have in the context of what he is writing at the bottom of this chapter is the public gift of tongues. But let's just look at interpretation for a second because this will clear up a lot. Uh, verse 1, let's read verse 1. Uh, and I'll stop you when I need to. Pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. Okay. So the first thing he says is uh, you want to desire or covet the spiritual gifts, and you won't, but especially that you may prophesy. So a lot of people will say, well, I need to prophesy more than I need to speak in tongues. Well, time out. Pause for a second before you say that because he's going to go on to describe some of these things. But what he does here is he defines prophecy because it's in a known language. It immediately edifies. Mm -hmm. It immediately edifies. The tongues immediately edifies myself and I speak mysteries. Well, that's a big PowerPoint to tongues is you can speak out mysteries that you didn't know before, but I'm speaking to God, right? I'm edifying myself. In Jude 1.20, it says, building yourself up on the, your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Um, so we know there that when I speak in tongues, I, I edify myself. But prophecy edifies other people because they can understand it. Okay, let's continue. Verse 3. But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. Okay, so it edifies the body. When you prophesy, you don't just edify one person, you edify the body. And then he says in verse 5. Now I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. And... 
Well, and it's interesting here at the beginning of the verse, he's like, all right, prophecy is better than tongues, but now I wish that you all spoke in tongues. It's like, wait a minute. It seems like we're flipping here. (laughs) seems like things are changing, and they are. He's getting ready to explain something, and he says, I wish that you spoke in tongues, but even more that you were prophesying, uh, would prophesy, okay? And greater is one who prophesies than one who speaks in tongues, unless. Okay, right Ooh. there. Unless <laughs> that word is so important. Unless, in other words, prophecy will beat tongues unless something happens. Unless something happens. Now we're not talking about the private prayer language here. We're not talking about the groanings. We're talking about the public gift of tongues, the the gift that's spoken in public, okay? And so then he says, prophecy is greater unless, unless what? Unless he interprets so that the church may receive edifying. So if we're in a public setting and I have the public gift of tongues operating, then I've got to have, he already told us uh, later on in this chapter, we must have an interpretation. So the word there is unless, and I want you to see that word unless, it also is a link to the very next scripture because you're going to see something here. So he says, prophecy is great. It edifies the whole church. I wish that you all uh, prayed in tongues more, but I wish that you prophesied more unless in speaking in tongues you had interpretation. Okay, so then let's look at this next scripture because it is huge. But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what will I profit you unless... Unless, and there's our link. In other words, if I come to you speaking in tongues, it's not going to profit you unless something happens. So the interpretation in the verse before, in verse 5... And what he's about to say in verse 6 are the same. This is what interpretation is. The unless links them, that word unless. Unless the interpretation is this. I speak to you, go ahead. I speak to you either by way of revelation or of knowledge or of prophecy or of teaching. So many people have thought that interpretation is just you get up and you give a word after tongues. But right here we see in the Bible that interpretation can come four different ways. Revelation, knowledge, prophecy, or teaching. Well, how do you get revelation? Many times people get revelation as the anointing in preaching hits them. You can get revelation by teaching, right? You can have revelation, knowledge, prophecy, or teaching. And so the interpretation doesn't have to be, you know, somebody speaks in tongues, and then and then all of a sudden they go, they go, here's the interpretation. It doesn't have to be that way. Here, and here's a very interesting point. This goes back to our order versus God's order. Where in the Bible does it say that the interpretation has to be announced? I thought you had to have like somebody stand on the corner of the stage with the horns. That's what shofars are for. <laughs> That's this. You don't have to have somebody going. This is the interpretation. You don't have to have that. That's never required. That's not required in that Bible. And that's where a lot of people really miss it is they think that if somebody doesn't stand up and say, this is the interpretation, that it didn't happen. 
Like, can you have an interpretation and somebody didn't announce it? I'm imagining Marky then this Sunday carrying yeah. a little sign saying the interpretation's coming and just walking across <laughs> the front of the screen. <laughs> so, in the order of our mind, not God's, we've determined that somebody must announce right. an interpretation or make it stand out. It doesn't have to stand out like that. And so many times there's been interpretation, but people didn't understand what it was. Right. So I can get up here and I can pray in tongues, and then I can I can speak something in, and this happens so has happened so many times. I get up here, I'm praying in tongues, I don't announce the interpretation, but in my preaching, I feel to go down a little rabbit trail. And I go down that rabbit trail not realizing I'm hitting the direct words that God said to somebody else. And that is the interpretation. That's the revelation. Oh man, God's talking to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's how they feel. I can't tell you how many times I've stood at the back of the church saying bye to people and they're like, preacher, get the microphones out of my house. Like you've been listening to my conversations, you know. And y'all have experienced that yeah, some I've, too. I've felt like I've been the only person in the sanctuary. Before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Else here? Just me. Is anybody here <laughs> but me? Like he's preaching right to me right now. That can be the interpretation, mm-hmm. you know. Your microphone's turned in here. There we go. Uh, that can be the interpretation where somebody actually gets a word in the middle. Many times people think that the interpretation has to be announced. It has to stick out. It has to do. Right. And it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It can come by revelation, knowledge, prophecy, or teaching. So one time I was praying in the Holy Ghost before, and this was just my personal private prayer language. This wasn't public tongues. Didn't need an interpretation, but I got one. And I'm praying, and all of a sudden some words come to me, and as I'm, I'm praying out these words in the Spirit, I went, man, those words sound familiar. Those, I, like, I know those words. Where do I know those words from? And I think the Lord, like, helped me not see it, you mm-hmm. know, so that when... The preacher got up there. He started going through the message that day like 30, 45 minutes later. All of a sudden, he hit a point in Scripture, and it was where Jesus was on the cross, and he said, uh, you know, lama, lama sabachthani, right? Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That's what he said. And those were the words that I prayed out in the Spirit before the service. But I, any other time you would have said those words, I would have recognized where they came from. This day, I think the Lord held them back almost so that it would catch my attention. So when he preached that, I realized I was praying out the teaching. I was praying out the message before the service. Had no idea I was doing it, but that's exactly what I was doing. And I was praying out, and it was a long tongues, private prayer language. I was sitting up uh, in the booth and just praying. You know, and then those words came out, and I and I I realized that. Hey, evangelist Nathan, good to see you, man. Welcome back from India. And uh, so then I realized, okay, this doesn't always need to be announced. And I, I, the Lord eventually asked me that question: Where did I say the interpretation needs to be announced? He never said that. Mm-hmm. When when did he say that it had to come just as a word? It doesn't say that. It just says there has to be interpretation. Praise God for verse 6 that shows us that the interpretation can come by revelation. Somebody, I can say a word in tongues and then somebody has a revelation. Hey, the Lord just showed me this. And then somebody else goes, 
that's what I was praying about this morning. And there's your, there's your power mm-hmm. in the tongues. Uh, it can be knowledge. In other words, they can all, just all of a sudden know something or have a word of knowledge. It can be prophecy or it can be teaching. I can pray in tongues before my message and then get up there and teach it. Yesterday, uh, we're in a prayer, a time of prayer and fasting, and we're having noon prayer. Uh, you, if you want to join in with us, it's semi-private, but you can go to our website. It'll be there, uh, bcvideo.org, BC, Boomerang Church, bcvideo.org. And then all of a sudden, uh, I was praying yesterday. We're going to be praying at noon, Monday through Friday, except for Wednesday because we do the broadcast. I was praying, and I was praying in tongues. And the next thing I knew, here I am, and I'm teaching a little bit on tongues right there. Well, my teaching was the interpretation of those tongues. But I was also pointing out the fact that you don't always have to have interpretation in, in every service. Why? Because it's not always the gift of tongues in operation. Well, there's a whole other concept that people don't necessarily see, but let's look at it real quick. Let's look at verse 16. And verse chapter 14. 1 Corinthians 14:16. Otherwise, if you bless in the Spirit only... How will the one who fills the place of the ungifted say the amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not know what you are saying? So right here he says ungifted. And down in verse 23, uh, he says, read verse 23 as well. 1 Corinthians 14, 23. Therefore, if the whole church assembles together and all speak in tongues and ungifted men or unbelievers enter... Will they not say that you are mad? Verse 24. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an ungifted man enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so he will fall on his face and worship God, declaring that God is certainly among you. So what you see here is that tongues, the gift of tongues, is for unbelievers or ungifted or immature in the things of God. That the gift of tongues. Now, the personal prayer language is for all. And he says that I will feel all. In matter of fact, in Mark 16, it says, all who believe. Mm-hmm will speak with other tongues. And he says, I'm giving tongues as a sign. We're, uh, we're supposed to be carrying this sign that Jesus gave us. And Jesus said it was to all who believe, not just those with the gift. That means that everyone, whether they had the gift or not, can pray in the Spirit. They can speak with other tongues. This is the prayer language, and you see that uh, in Mark 16 and here. But what I want you to see... And watch this. Read verse 16 again and 17. Otherwise, if you bless in the Spirit only, how will the one who fills the place of the ungifted say the amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not know what you are saying? For you are giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not edified. Okay, so now at the bottom of this chapter it says, Do not forbid to speak in tongues. Mm -hmm. But it also shows us that when we speak in tongues right here, we give thanks well. Mm -hmm. This is the Holy Ghost 
inspiring scripture telling us we give thanks well. So when I pray in tongues, it's one of the best ways I can ever give thanks to God. Well, am I going to stop you from giving thanks? No, I'm not. I'm not. So I have to be mindful of that. Now, as a believer, I have to be mindful of who's in there, mm -hmm. who's in the body. In other words, I, I don't just run through it and I don't just blurt out tongue so much that I become the center of attention. I've got to be mindful right. of who's around me. But at the same time, I'm not to forbid you praying in your own private prayer language. I'm not to forbid you from, from giving thanks. Yeah. I'm not to forbid you uh, from uh, exhorting the body or edifying, strengthening yourself up on the most holy faith in Jude one twenty. And so you see the difference here of how we have to be led by the Spirit when we utilize the different ones. What's interesting here with the word ungifted is it says, how will the one who fills the place of the ungifted say amen? In other words, how will an ungifted person be led if they're not walking in the gift? Well, that leads us to this thought. If somebody can be ungifted, then there can also be somebody who is gifted. In other words, you can get into a believer's meeting where everybody there should be growing up in the gift, and how are they going to become gifted if it's not taught how to be led by the Spirit? So what you have is, you have right here in these verses the ability to see that there should be meetings where believers are where the gifting in tongues is taught and raised up. And it's not the public gift of tongues, but it's our personal private prayer language that's released where I don't have to have an interpretation so I can clap or say amen. Yeah. I can just, I'm led and I know, oh man, I felt the power of the Holy Ghost move in this direction. And we learn as a body how to flow and we become the gifted. So many times people are not becoming the gifted because they're so afraid of, of offending the ungifted that aren't there. But if they are believers, then they're supposed to be being drawn up to the gifted place. This is the purpose of the church, to raise up believers to the fullness of the stature of Christ. And so we should have times where, we, yes, we have the public gift of, of tongues and it must have interpretation, but we should also have times where there isn't the interpretation because everybody that's there is gifted and mature because we've grown to that level. Mm -hmm. So you can see both of these things. Now all of a sudden you're seeing how this flow, oh, okay, but how this flow is supposed to be with tongues. But if we don't back off of the, you know, our bias, then this stuff will be, we'll pass right over it and we'll only find the scriptures that we want. So um, I think that's about all I want to talk about today. But do y'all have any questions or does anybody have any questions online? Hey, Pastor Brian Sanders, good to see you, man. Thanks for joining today. I don't necessarily have a question. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But as you were talking about gifted and ungifted, I can, it's almost like I can feel in the spirit people watching that don't have a high enough esteem of themselves or don't realize what they're called to be that would hear ungifted and automatically yeah. lump themselves in that category. Yeah. And it's not that somebody is better than somebody else or somebody has more giftings than somebody else. The gift is the Holy Spirit. So being ungifted is you haven't received the Holy Spirit in that way. You haven't risen to that way. So it's not that people 
are better than you or you don't have enough in you. It's or, no, no, they no, might not. Not, not in. The, sorry, that's not Yeah, they mean. might not have it in them, but it's not that they can't. The potential is still there. Yeah, it, they can. Yep. Yeah, and many times, you know, people are there and they, they immediately, as soon as they see something that they're not attaining, mm -hmm. they accept condemnation, right. which is not from God. They've got to say, okay, if God is leading me to this place, then I can get there and not look at the negative that I'm not there yet, right. but look at the potential of, look what I can grow to. Right. And that's hope. Mm -hmm. That's biblical hope. So, uh, did you have anything? Your mic's turned back to you again. The beard would help with this. <laughs> well, and the gift there, I was just, I looked it up real quick. The and I gift could be there, wrong. Like, and, I'm good being wrong. Well, the gift in the original, um, uh, this is pretty funny, ungifted, uh, the Greek word is idiotis. I wonder what English word comes from that. But, uh, sorry, but that's what it is. <laughs> uh, but it literally says a private or an unskilled person, an unskilled. So it speaks to not having, not, not having the gift, but somebody who has, has not become skilled right. in that gift yet. And so, in other words, they haven't learned what to do or, or applied it. So it's not, they can have the Holy Ghost, but not grown in mm -hmm. the skill of yes. flowing in the Holy Spirit. So, anyway, did you have something? Mm -hmm. All right. I don't think we covered. Is there any other question? Is there anybody here that um, uh, has any questions that you'd like to ask? I think we've covered the main points of it. You can get deeper into different things. But there's you know, several things that most people I've never heard teach on with the interpretation and the ungifted. And that opens it up. So if we're sitting in here and I have a, a group of gifted believers, we can sit in here and pray in the Holy Ghost all day long because yeah. we're not utilizing the public gift. And, we, and if we're gifted, we start learning where the flow of that is. Okay, And like when we had our prayer night, that all-night prayer night, we saw the gift just flow. It was like this. And it was just flowing back and forth. And we'd go into praise for a little while. And then there was a little bit of teaching. And just there was a flow to it because yeah. we had gifted people that had grown in their ability uh, to be led by the Holy Spirit. And it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. So very powerful. Russell said, enjoy this very much. I watched last week's program. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, I think that was about two or three weeks back. But you can see part one and part two, and then today was part three. But we just welcome you. Everybody, we loved having you today. If you have any questions, you can put them in the comments. We'll try to get to them and answer them maybe next week or maybe in the comments. But go ahead and share the broadcast. We're going to give away those gift cards. One for whoever uh, is a new subscriber on the YouTube channel, the Boomerang Church YouTube channel. And for two, the second gift card for whoever shares it between this week and next Wednesday. So, amen. Uh, did you learn something? Mm -hmm. See some new things? I know y'all have heard that teaching yeah. before. Uh, maybe it was a little bit more clear today. Glory well, to it's God. Just, you, the more you hear it, it's not necessarily that you can always hear it and hear it again and hear it again because it always, the more you understand it, the more you can explain and help teach somebody else and lead somebody else and answer somebody else's yes. questions that you've had. Yes. And learn different ways to go into those answers with them depending yes. on where their mindset's at. Where mine was, uh, I don't believe this, I'm not going to do it. 
yours was a I want it so bad it's like kind of like a pride thing mm -hmm. so yeah. then you learn how to maneuver through the various yeah. different ways of people blocking it yeah well let's just pray as we uh, wrap it up today let's pray for people Barrett will you just pray uh, just that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit anybody who wants to and uh, the Lord would just bring that life to them just however he leads you Father, I thank you. I thank you yeah. for hearts being open and being receptive to you and to your ways. I thank you, Jesus, that faith is rising and has risen in every person under the sound of our voices today, under the word that was preached forth today. Tongues is a free gift, and it's a free gift for you, and it comes from Jesus baptizing you with the Holy Spirit. So everyone watching, just repeat after me and say, Jesus, Jesus I, ask I ask that you baptize me that you with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. You're my Savior. I know that you rose again. I know that you rose again. I know that you rose me up with you. I know you rose me up with you. And you're my Lord and Savior. And you're my Lord and Savior. And call the shots. And you call the shots. And if this is a free gift that you're giving, and if this is a free gift you're, you're giving, giving, I want it. I want it. So Jesus, so Jesus, I receive, I receive the baptism, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. I receive, I receive the evidence, the evidence of speaking in tongues, of speaking in tongues. And I ask you, and I ask to you baptize me, to baptize me with fire, with fire in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And if this is your first time ever receiving then I encourage you for the next couple seconds pray along yeah. in the Holy Spirit with us Holy Spirit will give you utterance so as you hear syllables speak them out it's how he works father I thank you for imparting this gift into your people I thank you that this is free and this is a tool that we have yeah, to use you, to walk in your power more and more and I just praise you for believers that are rising to new levels today new levels that they've dreamed about yeah. and they're going to places that you've called for them to go through this gift and this empowering and we praise you for it in Jesus name amen amen amen, amen. Thanks for joining us this week. We just praise God for you. And Lord, just let their lives be blessed. Next week, we're going to look at the benefits of tongues. And oh my goodness, they are so strong. Uh, yeah. And this is why the devil fights it. Yeah. He mm -hmm. fights it because there's so many benefits. Uh, I mean some tremendous benefits to praying in tongues. And that's why he fights it, uh, is because it will get believers the power of God that they need to live a victorious and overcoming life and to be the witness in the world that they're called to be. And so the devil knows that and he tries to keep it back. But we love you. Have a great week. Uh, go ahead and share the broadcast. Like the YouTube page, uh, Boomerang Church YouTube page, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Lisa will get you that $25 gift card to Hobby Lobby. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.